Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. I'm Josh Miles. This podcast, before, during, after, is run on the side of my team wear brand, Goosey Sports. Goosey Sports provides playing kit and leisure wear for all sports. Hey guys, welcome back to Before, During, After. Today, joined by Carlo Dizano. Um, firstly, mate, massive thanks for coming on. I know you haven't got too much to do at the moment, but we'll we'll touch on that shortly. <laughs> but uh, if you can um, just give a quick introduction to yourself, mate, and uh, yeah, we'll hook in. Carlo Dizano, I'm from Perth, but I'm playing footy for the Waratahs in Sydney. So moved over, how long did I move? About, I think about a year ago. So moved over then and just, you know, about playing footy here in Sydney and loving it. It's been, yeah. it's been good. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, firstly, like we said, uh, you haven't been doing too much um, in isolation. Obviously, yeah, a few crazy times going on at the moment, but um, how's ISO treating you? Oh, it's actually, it's actually gone. I've uh, I put on five kegs and finally hit the 100. 102 weighed in out so um it's great it's been a great isolation period for me confidence is through the roof yeah the um the tars because i live down the road from the tars the uh snc dropped me off a little care package and so i just got a little could we call it the junkyard me and my housemate he's not like going to tars as well because of the isolation thing but um we're just we're lifting every day it's great yeah no so running a little, little bit of a gym in the yeah. house and uh just yeah, yeah a little gym as much as you can yeah now nah, i've I want something getting fat. I'm, I'm close to it, though. Close to it. Yeah, Luckily, man. this doesn't show my gut. Yeah. <laughs> my um, gut. Good, uh, <laughs> good, good quality top you got on there, mate. Obviously, supporting uh, yeah. Parks Balls. What's the brand? Uh, what's Gucci Sports, a uh, well renowned. Gucci Sports. Yeah, he's, he's a good brand. bloke, actually. He really is a good bloke. Yeah, he's a good man, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, sweet. Good, good, good coach as well. Yeah. Player coach. He's- the Jackie Moon of the Parks Boars. <laughs> yeah. Good chop, coach manager. Good chop tackle, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Chop tackle was very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, if there's any clubs uh, looking for a 82-kilo scrum half that can't pass, um, yeah, me man. <laughs> how's, the, uh, how's the team going, the Parks Yeah, it's balls? good, mate. We're, um, we're two games away from finals. Um, yeah, we're sitting... Oh, God. Sitting, sitting top pretty 14 from 14 so touchwood oh, will um yeah touchwood will that's, go all the way but yeah i mean two years in a row you take the flag eh? yeah back to back and then hang the boots up i think that's the coach what would you say oh it's just coach or players or both oh mate i think if i think i you know if you could give me a third grade team i'd win a first grade comp you know <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We're, we're we're um we're we're pretty lucky mate we've we've um recruited well we've got a few we've got a few strong boys and um yeah those and, and, and those fellows are bloody good i remember yeah. saying that at training yeah yeah we scary. picked them up they've been playing for southern lions um last year yeah southern uh, lions in is that in western australia like in the prem oh, they playing southern lions in perth yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, really? That's, yeah. that's base. And then, uh, yeah, wow. pro- uh, got them over here. So, yeah, now they've been a good pickup. Obviously, yeah, we kept a few boys from last year, a couple of boys from from Wales, and, and a lot of the local boys have, are playing really well as well. So, yeah, now that's good. But, um, yeah, so I so sweet, mate. What do you think of the game last night? Firstly, you watched, obviously, the Wallabies and um, Pans game? Yeah, it was good, yeah. Uh, I think... Oh, the Wallabies look better. That's the worst. The thing, the worst part about it is like they lost, but they looked so much better. I thought in attack, yeah. I just had some moments when, like, Tamur just like knocked it on. Yeah, like no pressure at all. Like little things like that, and I think that was just hurting him a bit. Scrum in that, I feel, uh, feel bad. I feel bad for the front rowers. Like that scrum in the last what last two minutes yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young, like obviously young. Uh, Young loosehead with Angus Bell was a good mate of mine. Just felt felt sorry for him because he probably is holding the blame on himself, which yeah. it, it definitely isn't his fault. He played, I thought he played outstanding, but um, yeah, yeah definitely like feeling for those guys. Yeah, I, I guess obviously they um they pulled away last week, was it? Like obviously they got that lucky win. Well, not lucky win, but um, yeah. France had a bit of a brain snap where the ten tried passed into the wing with a knock on and, and a and a try last minute, but yeah. I guess that's France is it's good to even up the series and see who finishes in the last. Yeah, game it'll be interesting how it goes selection wise because obviously five day turnaround. I think it's five day, four day turnaround. It'll be interesting, interesting to see how they go 
wonder if they're gonna like if there's gonna be any more debutants or stuff. But one, there's a open size flanker top. coming out of isolation tomorrow, guys. If um, <laughs> he's, got, he's got his phone yeah. on, so uh, yeah, <laughs> sign him up. Now they uh no I they, they, they don't really like me too much I think the um the, the big dogs <laughs> not a fan yeah I don't think they're a fan early days mate. early days I'm, I've heard uh, you've turned a few um opinions round I'm sure you'll do the same at, at the top um so yeah I guess mate um we'll start at the beginning as we do with most people on this podcast um everyone's got a story. On uh, on how they made it uh, as a professional. You're only uh, 21, already playing Super Rugby. Um, originally from Perth. Um, yeah. Uh, when did you start playing? You, you always rugby, or you play a bit of everything? Or? No, it was AFL actually. Obviously, Perth being AFL dominated um, area. So yeah, just played AFL. Then was playing a bit of rugby as well at school. And then I was just sort of like getting a bit sick of footy. Um, AFL, man. Uh, just like boys running away from you. It was just a bit different. Loved it though. Like I played, um, I played state level for WA and stuff, but um, yeah. So I was just like, nah, I, I like rugby a lot more. So just put more focus into that, quit footy. But I was a winger for, um, so I was playing winger all through my state teams. I made like under 15s, 17s, I was a winger. And then like after my under 17s tournament, I think I was like 15, 16, I was like, yeah, I don't really like the wing. Eh? I might, I want to be a bit more amongst it. So I, so I go to my coach, who's um, I'm still good mates. I spoke to him today actually. So he was my under 15s coach, and he was still the coach of the under 15s when I was playing for the 17s. I go, you know what? I go to him in the airport. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna get jacked and play open side. And he laughs in my face, like literally yeah. laughs in my face. And I was like. Fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I come back. So I come back like, because that's I'm the type of person like I'm very competitive, like love proving people wrong and letting them know that they're wrong when I do it. So I come back like six months later. I sort of stopped all the academy. I was going to play in the WA schoolboys that year as a winger. And I said, no, nah, I don't do it. And then I had like six months to eight months off, just like gymming, not a lot of running, just gymming all the time put on some weight and then moved to seven. And then how much in, how much of a period of time? I, I probably put on about eight kilos, eight to eight to 10 kilos. Wow. Yeah, I was gymming pretty hard. Well, I'm lucky my mom's a nutritionist. So, so she helped me a bit with that. And uh, so, yeah, so did that. And then um, made the school, the WA school boys as a seven, as a seven. And I was doing some one yeah, as a seven, I did, was doing some one-on-one coaching with that guy, Alex, who um, who just laughed in my face. And um, so, and by that time, we wrote out a plan of exactly what we're going to do. So 2017, make the old school boys. 2018, do the same thing. And then so on, so on. I was actually looking at my plan I had the other day that we wrote when I was 16 years old. And like, I look at it now, it's the end of that plan, 2021. And like the final box was be invited to like an international team or whatever and italy asked me the other day because i'm italian qualified oh yeah asked me yeah. To, to see if i want to play for them but i i said i said no just for this time being we'll see how things pan out but yeah so it's pretty cool like over that time i sat down with him at a coffee shop when i was 16 planning to like make like the old school boys in 2017 the old school boys 2018 get a contract this that ends at 2021 and you know for that to happen was pretty cool so yeah just been following that plan made the old schools then i made the nrc team for perth in 2017 then 2018 like did the pretty much the same sort of thing did the 20s and so on now yeah now, that's quite interesting I, I had somebody else on that um done pretty much the same thing setting themselves um, they were, it was actually Digby Wani. He was playing in um, Melbourne and he wanted to get to Brisbane and make the 18s and 19s and then super rugby and all that. How did, did obviously it all, it's obviously worked well so far. Was there any, any teams that you set that you didn't make in the progress or did it all run pretty smoothly? Um, it ran, it ran pretty smoothly. I think when you're a young guy, you sort of have that, the selection process. The good thing about it is that if you, perform and you work hard you usually get rewarded yeah 
that's how I feel like that's how it works with junior teams. When you sort of get older and you more start playing professional rugby, it's like more of a business and there's so many other factors that come into things. So I think that once you start started getting older, your goals of yeah, make this team, make this team, make this team change. Yeah, yeah. So so now my goals from now, from this 2021, from that plan that I made four years ago to the next four years is going to look a lot differently. A lot different, it's not going yeah. to be, I'll make this team play this amount of games, this, that. It's going to be more me developing as a player, more how I'm going to do it, focus, not just make this team, make this team. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Your goals are going to change. They've got to be realistic. And like you said, you ain't going to just say, oh, yeah, I want to play to Australia by the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? You've got to you've got to get a path to, to get there as well. And obviously you yeah, exactly. sit down with somebody and and do that. Um obviously now you're over in Sydney, mate. Um coming from Perth. Did you play where do you play? You played rapid rugby over in Perth first though, did you? Yeah. That one year? Yeah, I played rapid rugby. I made my debut um 2019. So I was in the squad 2018, 20 and then 2019 made my debut. It was pretty cool playing in front of a family and friends. It was like yeah. 10, 12,000 people there. I, I loved it. It was for someone that grew up in like an AFL dominant place to sort of be doing this and being t- being laughed at and told this and that, oh, you're not going to make it as a seven by not just that bloke who I'm obviously trained me and coached me. There's a lot of other people as well. That's how Perth works sometimes. A lot of people like doubt, doubt you and your goals because it's just so like, it's not, you know, rugby dominant i guess so yeah it was a good feeling to run out there and sort of a fuck you to people that said um <laughs> you yeah, won't make yeah. it and then it was good times with the people that helped me along the way yeah i was talking to one of the boys last week on the end and um he's playing back in wales um he's just had his 150th cap for the ospreys playing alongside alan win jones and and he said like his proudest moment today like even though he's captained the Ospreys and everything, that was his first time he captained and run out with them. Like, just like you said there, just worked everything you've worked for from that time you decided you want to be a professional seven. Um, going from the wing, like the hard work you would have done at 15, 16 years old, training, dieting. You probably have made a lot of sacrifices. Um, mm. Yeah, probably didn't have too much of a social life to put eight kilos on in that amount of time. And um it's all about it's all about balance, my friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I fully, I fully get, I fully get you. Yeah, I feel like I'm making more sacrifices now. Yeah. Like when I when you're young, you you have such a you have such a big fuel tank. You can go, you get on the get on the piss, like go to a party, then wake up the next day and just grind, grind, grind. And like I try, you try and do that now. I I, I was off the piss for six months, but like I try and do that now. It's just don't have that motivation. I'm like, oh. You know, it's not really worth it. Like, yeah, have a yeah, few yeah. beers for nothing. I want to just like, I'm just so like tunnel vision and focused at the moment, like way more than I was younger, which is yeah, I that's good. Quite, that's growing up as well, I guess, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, exactly. Like, and I'm I'm quite I'm quite happy. I grew up at a at a quite a younger age compared to some of the people. You see, boys like get older and older, and they keep pissing up, pissing up. And by the time you by the time you're 28, you're like, all right. And then you start thinking about saving my money, investing this, that. But then, like, you only have a few more years left of your career to, yeah, to do yeah. that. So. Yeah, 100%. 100%, mate. I'm, uh, I'm just laughing because my fiance is in the next room and I'm talking about growing up and she knows that I've had a month off of this <laughs> and I think I'm an absolute hero for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> four weeks off. And hey, the- uh, one month's good. Yeah, it's good. So it, it, proud of yeah, I was, I was pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, ripped myself off on my birthday and then I just couldn't even look at a beer and I thought, now nah, let's go for a month. Did a month, yeah. and then this oh, weekend man. just gone. I I actually went down to see a friend from Wales, and just didn't have the urge even to to have a big one. It had a couple of wines and a few beers, and that was me. And uh, yeah, that's um, that was like that was like me. How I did my six months off? I was like New Year's Eve was like a big night. I had a good time, and then I was like, oh, and it's like next day I was just looking at beer. I'm like, now nah, I'm off for a month. Yeah. Then one month led to three months, three months led to six months. And then even by the six month mark, I was like, I could do this for the full year. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. You've done well. You've done well. What what did you do at the end of the six months? Just you, you got your missus over there. You went out with um, her or you went out with the boys? Who got first privilege? Oh, uh, no, I went, went, went out with the lads. Went out with the lads. Was, so my first beer was um after our last game against the Chiefs. 
Yeah. So my first beer in the shed for the lads, and then the next day we had our like silly Sunday yeah. and Mad Monday. I wasn't piss fit, put it that way. What day did you pull up? <laughs> Long six months. Yeah. What day did you pull up? Oh, what day I pull up? Oh, I was done. I was done Monday. I was done yeah. on Monday. Yeah. But cool. I was like, it was funny. I was uh, I, obviously we had a big piss up on uh Sunday, and then like on Monday the coach comes in. So I go to the gym. This is a Monday morning, like eight o'clock. And the coach comes into the gym expecting no one to be there. And I was wearing a full sweatsuit. You know what the boxers wear? Yeah, yeah. Like sauna suit. Yeah, I was wearing that with like a full hoodie on, like skipping and on the bike. He walks in, he's like, like shocked. He's like, what's wrong with you, mate? I'm like, you got to earn it. You got to earn it, bro. I can't, like, I can't physically, yeah. How do I explain it? Like have that piss in me and not like earn my beers. Yeah. I feel like I earned that. Sunday, now I got to earn the Monday. It was funny. He was shocked. He thought I was. You probably still probably still tipsy, skipping and running around. Yeah, I, I was fucking blind. I was my skipping was off. I was good on the bike. Why are you skipping on one leg? No, I'm not. I'm just wobbling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, obviously we'll pull it back before obviously we touch on the Super Rugby. Obviously, you came over from Perth after Rapid Rugby. How how did that all come about? Firstly, like. Obviously, do you come over play shoot shield and then get picked up by Waratahs, or they pick you up from Rapid Rugby? Um, so they still pick me up from like I guess Rapid Rugby and uh, the twenties, twenties, yeah, yeah, the twenties and stuff. So we obviously had a good year. We lost to France in the final, and um, yeah, I got, I got some decent minutes off the bench in that tournament. So obviously the Waratahs were pretty were pretty keen on me, and then yeah, I was like, yeah, sweet, sounds good. Obviously, at that time, Global Rapid Rugby was still up in the air on what exactly what it was going to look like. Yeah. So I was a bit hesitant. In a way, like, obviously, it's my hometown stuff, but I I did want to challenge myself. I yeah. did want to compete with Michael Hooper, learn off him and stuff. So I just jumped at it. And it's been good. It's been a massive, like, learning experience, I reckon. Moving away from home, like, big city, going from Perth to here. The big adjustments. Yeah. And well, how old were you? How old were you when you made the move? How, you've been to two years now. Were you 12, okay. nineteen? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And I, I, when I first came over and I went to Sydney, I was like, wow, it's a, it's an eye opener. It's a bit of a busy place and it? it's pretty hectic. How, yeah. how did you find? How do you find the move? I struggled. I struggled a fair bit. Like, I think at that time as well, the Waratahs wasn't in the best place. Like they didn't have good systems in place and how to deal with. Because they always had boys coming from that boys they signed boys from Sydney, yeah. and now they're signing they signed me from Perth. They didn't really know how to deal with the situation. Like, I, I so obviously I went to the airport. I like flew to Sydney, had no contact. For, no, even before I went, I wasn't going to get paid for the first two weeks I was there. So I was going to be living out of home, paying rent, and not getting paid by them because they said I have to come here at this time, not when my contract started. And then, um, like, no one really sent me a program to do over the over those holiday over that holiday period. Then I rock up there, and no one picked me up from the airport. There was no communication. Then when I got to Tars, no one showed me around the Tars, and you know, give me a little orientation or anything like that. I just rock, had to rock up myself, like organize my own place, my own everything. Luckily, I had my club West Harbour that sorted me out completely. So I have a lot of love for that club. Like they fully had my back and like, it's not that Waratahs didn't have my back. It's just, they didn't know how to handle that situation. They didn't know. Oh yeah. Okay. Now we got a guy from, you know, a young kid who's moving out of home for the first time. Like doesn't knows the boys, but doesn't really know anyone in Sydney. They didn't know how to help me out, I guess. And I think they do think they're definitely doing things a lot lot different now. I think they got the, the right people in the right places now to do that. So yeah, that's mad. That's mad, isn't it? Like yeah, so it was tough though. It was tough. I I did spiral down a bit and have some rough times, but now I feel like I can do anything. Like I can go anywhere in the world and be sweet. Like yeah, it, it's probably like you know you you were thrown into the deep end. Um, obviously it's you know you you've learned a fair from a bit about yourself in that experience, but that's quite interesting to know. Like you know, like that's at the top. That's at Super Rugby um and you you know you, you're kind of fending for yourself where you know like just if i use us as an example do you mean like when we get the boys over or, or i know any clubs that get the boys over here do you mean like 
you know, you get picked up at the airport. I, I got picked up at Sydney airport, driven five yeah. and a half hours out here, you know, moved in with yeah. two boys oh, from oh, New oh. Zealand, car, house, job ready the next day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd, I, I, if anyone's listening to this, they, they'd think that, you know, you'd be getting, you know, you'd be in a, no. a, a could you, could you, uh, could you apartment? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? But like, that's probably a good insight yeah, for people that listen because. Well, I was lucky though. West Harbour put me up in um, with their SNC, who actually lived on Maribor Beach. That was mad. But I had no car. I had to get my car shipped over. And obviously, Waratahs pay for that. But like, in the yeah. meantime, I had to get to training by Ubering and I had like no money. Like, I'm 19 years old. I wasn't getting job. paid for the first two weeks. I just have to start paying for food. Like, luckily, luckily I have some some skills in the kitchen, know how to cook and all that. But it was rough. It was pretty rough. And um, but like you said, learned so much about myself and what works and what doesn't for me and what keeps me happy. So no, it's good. I'm happy. The best thing I ever did was move. Like rugby aside, yeah. And this, my miss can say the same. Like easily the best thing she ever did was move and get away from like her environment, like she has like a good family environment, but it's just like, it's just growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to get out of your comfort zone. Like like you said, it's always good to get out of your comfort zone. You you definitely find what works for you. And obviously, yeah, if you've got your missus as well, like you'll definitely test your relationship. How long have you been together before? Um, One day. (laughs) Actual. Yeah. Yeah. One day. I asked you out the day before I left. (laughs) She's like, yeah. Wait there, I've just figured out. Yeah, he's, got, so, he's got a super rugby contract. Of course, I'm going to go out with him. No, no. <laughs> well, like, she, so we started seeing each other like a few months before um, I signed, like a, a few months before I was going to leave. And then, um, and then it's like, we just got closer and closer. Then we, you know, threw out the day before I left. So, like, there was always that as well, being away from, you know, my new girlfriend. Never really had a girlfriend before. Yeah. Sort of just, you know. Yeah, so it's a bit like, a bit full on. And she moved over after six months. So it was a lot better when she moved over and I got yeah. a dog as well. Yeah, kept, what do you, kept me busy. What, what, what dog you got? A German short hair pointer. I mean. And we got a, we, yeah, we got another one called a, we got another one, which is Border Collie. Oh yeah, I got a German short hair pointer. Oh really? Yeah, it's just oh, it's no. just running around with it before I jumped on. I was like, oh, should I bring it in? And um. And yeah. I got a, a Weimaraner oh, as well. Do you know the Weimaraners, like the grey versions of them? Yeah, yeah, why are they? yeah, pretty much the exact same. Yeah, I got one of them as well. Like, uh, oh, that's sick. The Vel- Velcro that's dogs nice. just follow you around. Eh? How old did you get one up? Turned one like two weeks ago. Oh, really? That one's um, like a year and eight months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's so, they're so cute, bro. They're like yeah. humans. Yeah, hundred percent humans, mate. Velcro dogs. If you'll go yeah. to the, if you'll go to the fridge, they'll go to the fridge. If you'll go yeah. to the lounge, you'll go to the lounge. Like yeah. they just don't, they don't get personal space. They're like all yeah. over you, and it's so, so good. Yeah, and you so try funny. and explain it to other people. Like I explained to my friends, especially out in in the country. Like they were like, "Why do you take your dog everywhere? Why? Like why? It's not your friend. It's your dog." I'm like, "Nah, mate. It's like my best friend." <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's funny. Like when I have people over, it's like. Bro, like, tell your dog to fuck off. It's yeah. like, why is your dog on the couch, like, all over me? It's like, bro, you just got to understand this is how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at, least I'm not the only, at least I'm not the only one then, mate. At least I'm not the only yeah, one. Yeah, she'll literally, like, sit on the couch like a normal person and just be like, like, this is so funny. Yeah, sits up. Like, yeah, looking. I picked them up. I had to leave them for two days on the weekend. I went down to see a couple of clubs for, like, um, doing their jerseys and stuff for their culture around. Pick them up yeah. from like uh, the place where we leave them, and they like completely ignore you for like yeah a, a day. Yeah, like they're like yeah, I don't understand it, but uh, it's like when you go out for the weekend and then you you're like trying to suck up to the missus on a Monday, you know, like oh yeah, yeah no sorry, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously yeah, you touched on the you came out of West Harbour, looked after you a bit. So did you play a year in the Shoot Shield, or or were you playing a, a fair bit of Shoot Shield while you were assigned to the Tars, or? Like a first year. Um, so last year, so last year I played two games for West Harbour because I, I had a pretty bad injury injury run last year. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna finish. Oh, I'll, I'll definitely I already played a game from this year. Uh, but I'm gonna finish. The, we're gonna finish the season 
you know, finish the season with them. So I'm pretty keen for that. That's cool. Like, what's going on with them at the moment? Like, obviously, with this, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, the lockdown. Nah, nah. I understand the shoot shields going in uh, on lockdown at the moment. Actually, we could get you up here for a couple of weeks if they want to send you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> you need some game time? I'll give a couple of calls now. Um, nah, like with um, is it Parramatta? Oh no, Penrith, two Blues, and West Harbour. Like they're on about cutting the shoot shield or something. Are they or? Uh, I saw I saw something about. I'm really I'm really looking into that too much yet. No. Yeah, but I, I have heard about that, and that'll be. There's so much talent out west. Like you'd be stupid to maybe join um, two blues in West Harbour, but you, you want to keep you want to keep Penrith there because Penrith covers such a large area. You don't want to lose those players to league. Yeah, so I think, I think that's think what happens. Comes... Unfortunately, like I, I read up a yeah. little bit of it, but yeah, they should two blues West Harbour should join together, and I know that will be tough because they're both clubs with such rich history and stuff. But like they should, we should join join together, and then put some more money into Penrith and try and build Penrith up a bit more. Like they've won one game in like, so I don't know how many years. So it'd be good to sort of build them up and build their junior. Like their juniors are are unreal. The Penrith juniors win all the time. Yeah. They just lose league because league just throws money at them as they get older, which is annoying, but um, that's all right. West, West are definitely on the right path to start building themselves up as, you know, as a top, as a finals club, it's just we need a. It, was, it sucks that this uh, lockdowns happen because, like, that's when we start coming good. I reckon West because we our fitness starts building up, our match fitness and stuff because we're obviously yeah. a bigger team. But uh, is are you the only boy playing for them from the Waratahs? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because most of them are like they play Sydney Uni or or like yeah. like they they all are those clubs. Yeah, yeah, suburb. Yeah. Like that, that could be something. Yeah, like it'd be good even just to, if they filter, you know, you had a limit of four, four players per team. Yeah. I mean, that even it out a bit. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the thing with that is that because, because so many boys from Sydney, you know, from the Tars are from Sydney, it's, yeah. it's quite hard to do that to force boys to play for clubs when their dads played for this club. Yeah. True. Like, true, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So then when you at the Western Force, they give out players to all different clubs because all most of the players are not from Perth. They're from Sydney, Queensland, New Zealand, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I think the just the one thing, I don't know how they'll do it, but I don't know. Maybe get some like really invest in the country boys. Yeah. Get some country boys over and like put them up in like put them up in houses and stuff, and then give them out to clubs. Yeah, yeah, like hundred percent around the country. I think that'll be the way to do it. Yeah, but what what do I know? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's true. Like I, I think about it. I, I I think about it. Like if you look at Penrith, right? Like their main area where they pick their juniors from is out here. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, you look at the country champs just gone now. Like our zone won it. Like that was Central West, Newcastle, Illawarra, and far north coast. Like if you could just pull a few of those players in, and like you said, they haven't got links to any of the clubs, you know. It, and you know, look, here's your progression to the shoot shield, and obviously to the yeah. Waratahs or, or elsewhere. Then you'd get a few, but yeah, like you said, all the all the good ones that seem to get yeah. snapped up. Well, by it's league. also the thing of like holding, keeping players. Like so, say if you got this a, a guy from the country, bring him into the academy, and you give him off to let's say West Harbour. Like he has to stay at West Harbour. Like you can't, you got to make it so that once that's your club, that's your club. You can't yeah. go jumping around in different clubs trying to like put them off for money because it's club footy. That shouldn't. I don't feel like that should be happening in the first place. Yeah. And second, is there like, much money in shoot shield? Good, um, depends like, on who's paying depends, who, I guess. Like, yeah, like like I'll, I'll, like West Harbour have been real generous with me and looked after me with my rent and stuff. Like which saved my life completely. Like I would not have been able to live out of home paying rent in Sydney without them. So yeah, yeah. like, but then the thing by them doing that is that no matter what happens, they don't have to pay me a dollar from the end of this year to however long I'm going to be West. I'm going to be a pirate for, for life. I'm not going yeah, to go to any other club. And sometimes boys don't have that sort of thought process. They'll go, yep, cool. This club gave me all this. Now I'm going to, fuck off and go to a, a better club, you know, like yeah. I'm going to go get, 
at a top club or this, that, like it's frustrating because you see a lot of good talent from like Wests and, you know, you know, out West and they just go yeah. to these other clubs yeah, for a bit they, more coin or Yeah. Or and they say, the oh, you, we, we've got a better pathway into the, the yeah. uh, Tars, for example, but it's always. When, when I was coming to, when I was coming to Sydney, I had coaches laugh at me because I was saying like, yeah, I want to play for West Harbour. Like I'm thinking that like Sydney uni coach and this, that, they're like, I was like, oh, what's, what club you think of going, mate? And I'm, Cause they were trying to get me to their club. I'm like, yeah, look, look, I'm summing up between like Gordon, West Harbour and you guys. Like, I don't know yet. He's like, West Harbour, are you serious, mate? Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, so mate, that's not going to get you the development you need this. Time. I'm like, yeah, but I also am a pro footy player. Like I get the development I need. I want to play club footy and I want to help the community. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in all that, so it's, well, it's, it's, it's a good it's, it's a good yeah. club to be around. Obviously, like you said, they've looked after you. I oh, love it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely love it. I like. I was gonna say, like, obviously losing every game in Super this year was it's tough. Like, it, you sort of lose your passion for the game, which is sad, but it's a reality. Like, you get get pumped like that, especially when you put so much into it. You push yourself in preseason, this that you give it everything, and you just lose, like at super level, it's just, it's so like draining. But then when I played for West Harbour this year, after the, sh- no, after Super Rugby finished, I played a game the week of, it was so much fun. Like my passion for, I just rediscovered my passion for rugby straight away. I was like, ah, this is what it's like. We still lost, like West Harbour lost. I didn't care about winning or losing or whatever. It was just like, we just had so much fun. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess you're going out there as well. You don't have too many expectations. You probably, like you said, you enjoy your footy when you're young, when you're going out there throwing the ball around, you know, just smacking people. Um, obviously, the higher you go, you're worrying. Like, you know, it's so structured. You've got to get to this. You know you're going to be it's in so review. Structured. You know uh, you're going yeah. to be reviewed on something. And if you're out there and yeah, here and so, yeah. Yeah, like if you make a mistake, it's just like for Tars, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get roasted on Monday. <laughs> then like when you play for West, it's good. It's good. Like I have that sort of confidence and like yeah. feeling of, yeah, you know, I can try this and like, look, if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, and yeah, good, like without like, thinking, I'm assuming, like I'm assuming you'll be a leader, leader there. Like you might not want to be a leader, but they, you know, you're a super rugby player playing there. Do you mean they don't have any others in the team? Like, you got expectations, but like you said, you can just play your footy as well. Yeah, and no, that's good fun. Yeah, sweet. So obviously moving um, from the shoot shield, I'm still going back and forth playing there, but into the Waratahs, mate, how was the how was the transition? Obviously, we've gone through getting into the club. Um, obviously, um, yeah, arriving, how that all went um, and run smoothly. And then when he started training, um, how did that go? Any smoother? Have you had a few um, things? So, uh, well, I, th- I think this is the way I work. Like, I'm quite an intense bloke. So, um, especially when I'm training. Like, when I'm out of training, I'm quite relaxed and this, that. But, like, from the boys that didn't know me at the TARS, just when we started training and stuff, like, they just thought I was just some angry, little, like, intense, like, arrogant. I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly what I thought of me, but I didn't. They didn't like. They didn't necessarily like me. Yeah. I know that for a fact. And um, like, and I'm just, I'm just a competitor. I'm just competing. Like, I don't care who it is in front of me in training, whatever. Like, I'm gonna, I'm like, have a crack at you. And um, I think they sort of didn't really know that about me and know how I work and thought I was just trying to be a hero. But I'm not. That's just how I. That's just how I go about my business. That's how I play. And um, it was like, we got, got in a few scruffles and like, I was pissing a few people off, but I don't really care. I've stuck to what I've done yeah. from day one. I got there to now. And I think I've now started to earn the respect of boys and into like, it took, it took a while for boys to really realize, oh yeah, you know what? He's actually like stealing the board training. Yeah. He's a, he's a wanker, but at the same time, like at the end of the day, it's there, it's the attack's fault for not, cleaning out quick enough yeah 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 like yeah. and i think boys started to like respect that and understand well he's actually putting his body on the line just so we can be better like he's not yeah it's not, there's like no other nothing else to it you know so it took a while for that to, for boys to sort of understand that but i feel like everyone understands me a bit better now so from and that, now, and to, a, from now it's better yeah. but it took it took a while 
and it, and it's interesting like with that because like you you do see it like especially when you you go through as a junior and stuff and you you're always competitive with your mates right and then it kind of gets to like senior and i think no matter what level like sometimes it's like oh why is he going that hard at training like why is he trying so hard at training it's only training do you, do you know what i mean like you, you do a lot of skills that sort of stuff and it's frowned upon to, to actually have a go do you know what i mean like and, I, and the higher up you yeah. go obviously you, i understand you have to do a lot of skill work um and everything else but when it comes to context like you said if you're putting in a hundred percent surely like it's just going to improve the person that's you know you're going up against yeah. oh 100 and like but to be honest like with that whole situation i probably didn't help because i am quite i can be quite shy and standoffish at times so like i'd go on the training park and i'll be like going about my business like i'm intense and like not really saying much because i didn't really know anyone so i was just like just training hard and then like off the field I knew obviously the 20s boys, but like all the other lads didn't really know me. And I was just kept quiet to myself, like eat my food, like lift, like lift in the gym. And that's sort of it. And I just don't, I think yeah. I didn't try hard enough to sort of engage with them and like create that relationship. But then they just sort of saw me as like a, a wanker or something. I don't know. I don't know. Honest, thought, but, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the sort of the, the situation, but. Look, I'm, I'm happy I didn't change like how I go about my business throughout the whole process of, you know, adapting to a new environment. That's one thing I'm proud of. Like I didn't change that, but I also needed adding things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and and obviously, obviously the environment with the boys now, you're, you're all sweet. Um, you're, you're socializing a bit more. Probably silly Sunday, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. before anything. Obviously, like... Like everyone sort of warm, like warm. I guess everyone sort of warmed up to me and who I am as, and under sort of understands me more as a person now. Yeah. So like, it's easier to have conversations and this that for them to come, like, communicate with me, and me to commu- communicate with them. But that's no, good. I'm yeah. enjoy- I'm definitely enjoying. It. That's like I resigned. I resigned with the club. So obviously, yeah. how long for me for? to resign? I have to be. Oh, just one year. Yeah. I wasn't when the time I was signing. I was just. I didn't know who the coach was going to be didn't really know the direction the club was going but obviously with dc darren coleman being the new head coach like i think the club's going to be going in a good good direction and they actually got their council plans accepted today for their new facilities yeah the facilities at the moment are awful, like no doubt about it. like that's why it was so like upsetting when i got to the tars it was like rock up yeah this is the warrior tars like such a good like super rugby club and i get there and like we're in like demountables like literally demountables. Our gym is demountable. I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, but then obviously this new, this new place they're getting is they got a good government grant. It's going to look mad. So uh, hopefully <laughs> it's going to be a lot different, but uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So I signed, signed for one year and came to see how we, how we go. Well, like, was that, was that one year more on you? Like, like you said, cause you didn't know the direction the club was going or, yeah no it was, it was the table. yeah yeah no so they they put they, they wanted me more long term but like when you're young i feel like you don't want to commit to that stuff long term yeah it's like because you you're young like and it, you get injured obviously it puts you back a bit but you can bounce back like you, you're a young dude you don't need that as much security and yeah, i thought yeah. three years was probably, was probably a bit too long so i asked asked for a one year yeah, just no. to suss it out like Obviously, it's tough having the captain of the Wallabies in front of you at, yeah. at the club when, when obviously I'm a competitive dude. I've been, you know, training professionally for four years now. Like I'm sort of starting to, you know, earn my, you know, sort of earn my and the respect of the lads and like get to the point where I need to start playing more consistent footy, not just holding a pad, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, what do they uh, call what it? What do you call it? What do the pros like... call it? Bin juice, eh? Bin juice, yeah, bin juice. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I love nothing better than scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, Absolute home. bin juice. Still, you're still living somebody's dream, mate. You're still living somebody's dream. So, yeah. Um, and like you said, probably just touching on then, like, what's the relationship with like with Hooper? Pretty two um similar characters going at um, going at it at training. I'm assuming he's the yeah, type of guy who trains how he plays. Yeah, yeah, I think obviously I came in pretty hot to the Waratahs. I came in hot, like, you know, I made it pretty well 
aware that I'm like I came to you know compete with him. I didn't I didn't come for anything else but to purely compete with the best, and I consider him the best. So like it was sort of like a I came in pretty hot, and he was probably thinking like who the fuck is this kid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this kid hasn't played a game since rugby, and he's saying like he wants to fucking you know come at me and take my job. And like that was no that's no disrespect that's no disrespect to like what he's done and who he is. Like he's I consider him the best like the best of the best at the moment. So like it's just an absolute respect for me to say that. I, I yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I was just I came a bit too hot. So it was a bit probably a bit like a bit weird. I probably just thought I was a, f- a bit of an idiot. But um oh I'm interested to see how how we go. Uh for the next season, because obviously he's going to be back, and I've sort of oh, because he's been playing in Japan, eh? yeah, yeah, he's he's back from obviously going to be back from Japan. So I feel like I've earned the team's respect and the club's respect from um, my season this year. Like I feel like I had a pretty good year, so especially in like a losing team. So yeah, we'll see. see we we'll see how it goes. I'm keen yeah. to not be so obviously be competitive with him, but not so like fucking coming for you, coming for you more of a yeah. like all right, mate. Obviously, this is this how it is. Like I'm competitive, but I want to learn a few. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like you said probably earlier with the, uh, with you being a bit quiet off the field and stuff. Like you're learning to approach things different ways, and and it's part of the journey. So yeah, maybe yeah, exactly. c- like, compete. But like you said, he's one of the best in the world. You wanna you wanna learn as much off him as, as possible as well. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So Darren Coleman taking over. What's the what's the vibe at the Waratahs with him coming back? Because he's pretty um club cultured kind of guy well known around the shoot shield um been a lot of praise getting him back from guiltinis um yeah it looks like a pretty good setup over there so he must be pretty yeah i think yeah. come back yeah everyone's everyone's excited i think he's and and the respect of uh of pretty much anyone in in australian rugby to the like he deserved that job and I'm excited to see how we where we go, and it's obviously going to take. I think it's going to take a few years, like two maybe two years for us to get where we want to be. But I think he's the right man for the job. He's going to build the winning culture that we need and change change a few habits around the club and how things work to create that that winning culture. And um, I think it's going to be good. We also need a new GM of rugby, so it's going to be interesting to see who. They get for that, and we need new S and C as well, and a Ford's coach. So, a few there's gonna be a few signings on the staff side of things for the Waratahs. So I'm keen yeah. to see what they do. Don't need any assistant assistant coaches, do they? <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need a player coach manager. So if you if you're free, brother, <laughs> yeah, send him down. Send him down. Um, who what, the two coaches that stepped in when Rob Penny left, like. Did you find much of a change there just in the environment uh, itself? Look, I feel like they got, I don't know. It's hard to sort of say how this whole thing went. Like, I think they'll Are they both... still involved now with Darren Coleman going yeah, on? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, Chris Whitaker and Jason Gilmore, yeah, they're both involved. Yeah. Uh, Gilly's in Queensland at the moment because of um, the borders and like his family's over there. But Wits is running our um, field sessions at the moment at TARS. And I think the whole situation with that, obviously, like Rob got sacked halfway through the season, and like obviously there was no one else, so like they both stood up, and I thought they worked quite well with each other. Yeah. And obviously they're still young coaches, so there was obviously things that I think they like they I think they're still developing. They're still like in the equivalent. They're like let's say a twenty-two year old in their third year, fourth year of Super Rugby, like sort of like yeah. a me coaches sense so like they're still learning stuff and like obviously i think situations will be ha- handled um a bit differently and etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think they did a good job considering like the situation it was yeah yeah it happened so suddenly you were already yeah, a bit under, well, not like a bit that. under like, the pump you're already a lot under the pump um yeah like i remember we had the saturday game against the reds or friday came and then on the Sunday, we get a, a surprise Zoom call from the CEO. And then it's like, yep, hey, lads, Rob Penny's been sacked and Chris Whitaker and Jason Gilmore are taken over. Oh, yeah, you also have a game next week against the Brumbies. So was that a team a team Zoom or individual to every player? Team Zoom. Yeah, well, what was the reaction to that? Did 
like in all honesty, well, you don't have to say, but did people see it come in? Like, did the boys see it come in? Or... Uh, look, I think once it, I think once it happened, it was sort of like, um, oh shit, like that shit, that just happened. But um, look, I had a lot of respect for Rob. Like, you think I think he's a great. I thought he was a great coach. He's he um, obviously there being no scrum coach for this year put a bit more pressure on him because he stepped up as scrum coach. Yeah. And uh, he's not like, he's not a scrum coach. He has, he knows some stuff about scrums, but he's not a scrum coach. So that's more pressure on him. And then like GM rugby, there's so many loose, so many loose ends on the Waratahs perspective as an organization. Like he had to handle so many things. Like he has a successful coaching history. Yeah. And that's because he's going to clubs that are like, like Munster, he did very well. Munster, they're a top one of the top clubs in the world. Yeah. Like I'm sure they run their program very well. So I think he came into an environment where we underspent on our salary, like by a lot. Obviously, it was a bit. Yeah, like I, fe- I felt bad for him. I definitely felt bad for him because like he wanted he wanted this play get this play and like no, nah, we're not spending that money. No, not happening. So I felt bad for him. Yeah, but all hey, honestly, guess, all that, that money for a reason. All that money they didn't spend, they could have, they could have at least uh, picked you up from the airport, day. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like, I understand why the Waratahs didn't spend money. Like in the business, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I said before the goals thing. Like it's a business, you know. Like it's a, it's completely yeah. different from when you play under twenties and stuff. Like they underspent because of they didn't know what this year was going to look like with COVID. Like they didn't know, so they thought they're in the mindset of, all right, we're going to rebuild. But we don't know what this year is going to look like. So let's just hold off, save the money, and then start building from 2022. Yeah. When we know, when we have a better idea on what COVID situation is going to look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's because, like, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. That's the thing. Like, we're in, we were, two weeks ago, we were, this whole Sydney was free to do anything. Now we're in lockdown. Like, yeah, yeah, changing minute by minute at the moment. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, so like that's a, what I understand. Uh, and I understand that from Waratah's perspective. So yeah. I, I felt bad. I, I feel bad for Rob. Yeah. He had to sort of do I'm sure he'll pick up another gig somewhere. And like you said, he's he got has, a great... He already has. He's oh, coaching he? in, uh, yeah, in, he's got a gig at Japan for the Shining Arcs in Top League. Oh, wow. Well, and yeah. that's where our forwards coach has gone as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Who was forwards coach? Matt Cobain. Yeah. Okay. So has there been any recruitment in process yet? Has that has that started or? Um, I think I think we're getting Ned Hannigan back, which is yep. good. So he's coming back from Japan after next season. Um, besides that, I'm not, not too, too sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's good. Yeah, I'm not too sure. But uh, and the same with the coaching, like you said, there's no new scrum coach or anything yet, or? Um, no, no scrum coach. We're not too sure about forwards coach yet, but DC DC is a very well connected man. I yeah, think yeah. he'll be able to find some top quality coaches. Yeah. And players as well. So yeah. I'm very I'm confident in how things are going to pan out. It's just going to take a while for everything to sort of come into place. Because <laughs> he, he took a lot of the shoot shield boys over with him, didn't he? To um yeah. yeah, and they're killing it. Like Charlie Abel. He's been like the player of the week for the whole of the MLR like three or four times. And he yeah. was just playing, running around, shoot shield for Gordon. He's a great yeah. player. Like he's what position does he, he play? He's a tire prop. Yeah. Super rugby yeah, contract, do you reckon? He deserves one. He definitely deserves one. I don't know if he will go there though. Got come to super. I'm I'm not too sure. Yeah. But um he's he was a great example of like Someone that Taz should have picked up a gun tie head prop. We need tie head props. Yeah. And like yeah, through. he's yeah. gone now. He's killing yeah. interesting to see how he goes at super level. But yeah, it's um uh, I follow a few of the boys on uh oh the play over there for the Guiltinis. And um I don't know what the money's like there, but the lifestyle I wouldn't be coming, but I would be going. <laughs> They're all driving to those. training on in electric their, bikes, electric yeah. bikes in their budgies, the sun's out. Drinking, yeah, like, drinking after bad, most like. sessions because it's pro- obviously it's not as professional as over here. It's pretty yeah, big. Like, com- smoking and able as well. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. And uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's all le- it's, marijuana is legal in California. So like, 
It's good for the joints. Yeah, just lining up after training. <laughs> we'll be surprised. Yeah, no. Nah. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a good little comp over there. And like you said, I've I've seen heaps of people from the shoot shield, not just going to Giltinis, but like just to get that professional contract where they can't get a look in here. Like there is a lot of talent in Sydney. You've got to understand not everybody can play for the shoot shield, but yeah. you, you see so many people saying, Oh, why is he get how's he been missed or he's been missed? So yeah. So that's uh, yeah, something. Like, well, there's only so many spots, I guess. Yeah. There's only so many spots in the squad, but yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, mate, like um usually on the podcast we talk about uh, when I talk with some people, obviously they come into their end of their careers, going through to business, all that sort of stuff. But obviously um you're still early days, but just um like you said, you've only signed a one year contract. Is it you're a bit of a goal setter? What what's the what's the goals for you moving forward? Make make the twenty twenty three World Cup is that's my goal to play in. Yeah. So I want to play in that. So that's for Australia. That's for Italy. Like, I don't really, I honestly don't care. I just, I, I really want to play in that. That I've said that since day, since day dot. That's the World Cup I want to play in. And yeah. look, I'm passionate for both, both countries. Like I grew up in Australia, but my heritage is from Italy. I have just as much love for either team. Like yeah. I wouldn't be, able, I wouldn't be able to go for a team if they were playing like in soccer rugby anything like i'll just be i couldn't pick the difference between the two so yeah well so what, would mum and dad both italian <laughs> yeah mum and dad both from italy so my dad yeah. my mom grew up in australia but my dad um born and bred in naples yeah so. is he a mean cook um you're probably just eating garlic yeah, bread all the time when you right. put out eight kilos my on non, my non-no good cook but my dad he's uh, too much salt too much oil like excessive amount so and it comes with age, you know, the older they get, the Italians, the more oil they use, the more salt. Yeah. But um, no, I, I, look, I don't, I don't know what a, what team will be. Who knows? I don't, I don't, honestly, I just, I'm, that's what I'm working towards and individually. And as a team, I want to obviously do well with the Waratahs for next season. And yeah. who knows from there? Yeah. Make that seven jersey yours. And um... yeah, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, hoops is there. You can't really justify. I just put in words in your mouth. Pain. Money teasing you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the business side of things. Like, how can you possibly like? No matter what, how can you justify playing like someone that's worth ten times less amount of money over someone that's you know you're paying over a million dollars? Like, yeah, the stuff. There's little things like that in the business side of things. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. They've um, yeah, like you said uh, at the top, it's run as a business, and yeah. Everyone's gonna have their say on it, but yeah, that's the way it goes. But mate, um, yeah, I pretty much touched on everything there. Like I said, it's a pretty interesting in journey that you've had so far, and yeah, twenty-one years old, and if you, that's probably a good chat we've had there, and so much has gone on, and yeah, you've got um a fair few opportunities ahead. I think with your attitude, and um, you'll ruffle a couple of feathers, and hopefully we'll see you in the seven yeah. jersey for um. Either country for for many years to come, mate. Yeah, the Italian uh, Australian yeah, debate well. is uh, yeah pretty interesting. So I'll uh, where's the World Cup? France. World Cup's in France. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll watch you either way, mate. Oh, you're gonna Welsh in no, you, have you? What Welsh in me? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sweet, bros. I'll just um, yeah. Thanks heaps for your time, mate. Really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up.